Okay, welcome to episode 10 of the Active Inquiry podcast. We are in double digits. We are like, I was about to say we're a teenager, but that would be a lie. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> that would be an absolute lie. Um, we are 10 episodes old. It has been a little while, so welcome back. Um, we are here today. It's just me and Gavin, and we're going to have a wee chat about what we've been up to since we've last um, had a chat with you. How are you, Gavin? I'm good, thank you. Yes, not too bad. Uh, feeling a little bit guilty that we've not put a podcast up in a couple of months so it's quite nice to be to be back and doing this and thinking about uh, thinking about uh, extending what we're what we're doing so you can blame me and i'll blame you yeah we'll just blame like sort of that. yeah divides by zero and it's Christmas. done <laughs> yes like blame not not that religious thing just, no. just the, the time away um cool so we are going to talk mainly today about total which is um our theatre of the oppressed laboratory is that right is that yeah that's right um so total is something that we've been running for just over a year now i think it's every other every other week in edinburgh and it's a chance for anyone who's interested in the theatre of the oppressed to come along um and kind of explore the uh, to in a little bit more detail we hope that bring other kind of aspects of other theories or other experiences into it and kind of question it and develop it. That's That was the kind of plan around it. And uh, in the one we did before Christmas in total, lots of people that came along were really interested in looking at some of the critiques of Theatre of the Oppressed, um, which, again, is something I, that I don't think is talked about enough in the in the world of Theatre of the Oppressed, some of the criti- critiques of it. So, Are we going to make enemies of our sort <laughs> of uh, co-facilitators and, and um, allies? And <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I think it's just that um, sometimes, obviously, if you have if you have dialogue with, with lots of people, as you, as you often say, that, that broadly agree with you, then where do you get to? You know, so actually, to be able to to engage with critiques is quite nice in strengthening your own positions and and, and making you realise why you think something, or in changing those positions a little bit. So, um, what we did was, or what I did was, just prepare kind of six broad critiques that I think are out there of Theatre of the Oppressed. I'm sure there are thousands more uh, various papers and talks and workshops, etc. Um, and I kind of put a little uh, a quote up, six different kind of quotes up, some which were taken from papers and some which I kind of just made up uh, just to provoke around the areas and got people to speak about them and to write write some things down. So we thought we would just talk a little bit about that today perfect okay so i'm to set the scene for those listening we should really do a video podcast but set the scene for those listening we've got gavin's uh, kindly displayed um on the floor in his flat we've taken up the whole room of um of some work that was done presumably by the participants of total yeah and um there's something that catches my eye straight away because it's something i've mentioned to you Mm -hmm. in the past um so you'll be able to maybe um, attribute this quote to someone, but all we are doing is exploring stereotypes of two-dimensional oppressors and oppressed rather than exploring the complexities of reality. Um, Who said that? Uh, I think that was one that I kind of made up. Ah, uh, it's a Gavin Crichton original to provoke. Okay, to provoke, but that but that's based on various critiques from that I've read and lots of and we've talked about and, and things. But there is always this uh, criticism of Boal and Freire about this um, duality of the of the oppressor and the oppressed and how how useful 
how useful that is. You know, we've uh, so some people have written down on the sheet here that it's not this dichotomy. Most oppressors are also oppressed, which is interesting. Someone strongly disagrees with that. We acknowledge stereotypes exist, uh, and in developing forum theatre, give characters depth and breadth when it's done well. So, um, but it, but it's always a, it's always an interesting one. Or boiling things down to what is essential. Sometimes we talk about theatre of the oppressed moving from the appearance of something to what the essence is, or what this, how essential that thing is. And sometimes that might look stereotypical when we're actually looking at the essence of what the problem is. Um, however, of course, on the other hand, there is always the danger of the the, the goodies and baddies, or in. Uh, in dehumanising, I suppose either either character making someone feel feeling particularly good, who we're putting as the the, the oppressed, and somebody particularly bad, or or two dimensional as the as the oppressor, and how useful is that uh, in kind of understanding the how the complexities of oppression and the world we live in, and of course the theatre of the oppressed for trying to change things. You know how how useful is that? And it's always a it's a question I know that that we've talked about and we talked about an active inquiry and is I think talked about and um, talked about a lot. If we sort of um, if we buy into this idea that that quote might be true, that um, sometimes. By exp- by using this form to explore these things, that it's um, ignoring sort of the complexity. It's it's stereotyping somewhat. Mm. Is that a core? Um, is that a core issue with theatre the press in general, or is that bad form theatre? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. I I I think stereo. I personally think stereotyping is bad form is bad form theatre. So it's not integral. But I to think it. there's a. I think there's a difference between kind of what was written here, stereotyping and getting to the essence of what the problem is, digging underneath the appearances that we put over problems or oppressions. I've talked before on podcasts about how I think, uh, you know, oppression is an objective thing in, in the world. Yeah. Um, and so we, we create lots of um, rituals, if you like, or appearances or social masks to cover up this oppression. And digging underneath those, I think, is really important, you know, to, to find the essence of what the problem is. Um, I think there, there's always a difficulty in, the, in, in talking more broadly about theatre uh, and about how complex... Um, characters need to be in in theatre because obviously some forms of theatre don't rely on on huge big complex characters and some forms really do you know mm-hmm. and they're both forms of theatre that we can learn from and explore things through so but I think stereotypes whenever they use are not particularly helpful so I think it's maybe there's a fine line for me between those stereotypes and finding the essence and maybe sometimes uh, cross that in the wrong direction but that's kind of the, the nub of the issue for me. And I know that you've got probably got a slightly different thought on it and that you've probably seen a few some forum where particularly the oppressors, you feel, are not really represented truthfully. And so how useful is that? Am I, am I kind of... Is that something yeah, that, this isn't a new topic yeah. for me and you to discuss and I don't think that I have many more conclusions because yeah, yeah. um, I do think it's complicated. Yeah. Um, I want to stress that when I say, you know, uh, that whether it's sort of integral, whether stereotyping is always present in in form theatre or whether it's just in bad form theatre. I've certainly been in bad form theatre and created bad form theatre and I've been in what I would consider good form theatre, but I've never quite... um, 
yeah, I I don't want to talk too much about it, my yeah. own opinion on that because I um, haven't. I'm still struggling with it, really. I know. But I do think there is a problem where um, we're taking the side of the oppressors, but we are trying to um, represent the oppressed fully, uh, three-dimensionally, yet I suppose, this is not for everyone, but a lot of the people I know, including myself sometimes, who make this work, um, actively don't engage with oppressors mm-hmm. um, it, it, to, to, the, to the point where we try and understand them 100% mm-hmm. we maybe engage in an antagonistic way mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily a problem but when we try and represent them um, then I think we might lose some complexity and I think that brings us on to quite nicely to, to another one that, um, which, which relates to that yeah. um, which again I've, I've kind of taken as a, as a little quote which the quote is Um, You're swimming around in the fishbowl of the oppressed, speaking to each other instead of confronting oppression. I know it's not exactly the same, but it kind of relates to it, I think. Absolutely, Um, it does follow on, yeah. This I must must do, this this fishbowl of the oppressed... is I should attribute it to Beth Cross, who's a, an academic working at the University of the West of Scotland. You could just like uh, you could just say they're all yours. <laughs> I can seem really intelligent. I must attribute that okay. to her. But um, yeah, I think that connects to that one, you know, and that that idea of um, okay, we can it, it, we can uh, represent the oppressors however they're represented. It's slightly different from that. But if we are if we are just speaking to people um, who are like us or who are who are kind of representing the oppressed are we are yeah. we just allowing that problem to swim around and talk about it and feel good about it rather than getting out of the getting out of the, the space or whatever and, and a, confronting it however that con- confrontation is you know very like Orwellian idea just let the pros sort of fight it yeah. out amongst themselves yeah and, I think um, it is a bit like that yeah. and I think I, um, I remember speaking to somebody who once said, who, who said to me that certain uh, back in the kind of uh, 80s and stuff when when this work was first coming to the to the UK lots of people on the hard left of politics didn't like it because of this idea because they felt okay. that they felt that um, they felt that you know forum theatre was great got people involved people started talking about problems but if you're going to change something you've got to come up against <laughs> you've got to come up against whether that's fighting which probably the hard left would think or conflict but or whether it's through dialogue or whatever other means you've got to you've got to come up against that problem you know you can't just talk about it and understand it a bit better and having worked and I don't mean this disparaging to yeah. our audience because we have a lot of people who come to our plays and who um, engage with the work who are phenomenal and we wouldn't be doing what we do without them but having doing it for a few years you come to recognize the faces you know in the audience because we are speaking to like-minded people and they're buying into it and we're sort of buying into them and we're moving forward together but you do we are talking to a lot of the same people every time um because i see here you've got choice of participants and choice of audience and we've we've discussed this before and again no conclusions made but about who do we invite along to these things so if we even if we even just buy into the fact that form theater works and it's perfect um it only is as good as who's seeing it right and so who are we inviting so i don't know if you guys discussed or delved into that yeah we certainly have started to to discuss it and think about who who 
could come along to things and really try to get more people along uh, that can add to that add to that dialogue. But I, um, so I do think there's something about the event itself, trying to attract new people to the event or so-called oppressors, if you like, or politicians or whatever that might be. But I do also think for me, there is something and a couple of other people have have written in here around spaces of solidarity being necessary, needing to plan and organise before attacking someone's, someone's written. But there, there is something about, about that as well, you know, that we might, we might not have to engage with everybody in the forum theatre session, but certainly afterwards or whatever, we need to find a way of, of that engagement. You know, we need to take what we've learned and, and, and engage. And that might be attacking, but it might also be just uh, through, through other means. But I do think, so there's something, I think, in both of those there. Who do we invite to the session? Should that session be a place for everyone? Or if it's not, if that session's a space for solidarity or organising or planning or thinking then what do we do with that? Which, of course, is a big question that underlies all theatre. Does that, does that open a question about whether the theatre itself is actually that important? Mm-hmm. Because if all we're... I mean, this is me playing devil's advocate. Yeah, if all good. we're using theatre for is basically to galvanise a team yeah. to do something do that something. actually might make a difference, and again, this is you know devil's advocate, then does that... You see what I'm trying to get at? Does do that mean totally. the theatre isn't actually all that important? Like, could we do that with an art class? Could we do that with a book reading? Could but we I do think... that with a film screening, as we've seen with like, uh, Daniel Blake and stuff? Yeah. Um, Paraphrasing Boal, I don't know exactly what he said, but there's certainly something attributed to him in which he said something like, well, if you know how to solve the problem, don't make theatre about it. Don't bother making theatre about it. Go out there and do that. The theatre can be a space in which it's not just about galvanising, it's about learning and understanding and, and exploring something, uh, you know, as in this, the complexities of the life that we live and how understanding it better in order to plan for action. But I think at that point, I'm just kind of keeping us moving. I, th- I think that point relates a little bit to... That's where I was going to go. We're like a well-oiled wow, machine. We're good, aren't we? Yeah, we didn't even plan this. It's good. Um, so, catharsis is yeah. the title of that one. We talked about catharsis. Actually, catharsis no, is yeah, the title just, of that one. Don't look at, don't look at my bad <laughs> spelling. That should say catharsis. Um, <laughs> and again, I think, uh, obviously, Boal talks a lot about, about catharsis does, and yeah. about forum theatre kind of being almost an, an anti-catharsis. Yes, I was about to say, he would um, suggest not, right? But, uh, obviously, there's been some critiques that it is. So I, I, again, I think, made up a quote uh, to provoke people uh, out of various things that I've read. This is clearly like um, Stephen Hawking or something, but okay. <laughs> which says, uh, it would be better for people to use their anger and energy to change things rather than make theatre about it. It makes you think you are doing something and absolves guilt about oppression. So I kind of made that up as a way of provoking some discussion about about what that what that means. Okay, so the idea that like we don't know what to do, we don't know how to do anything, actually we don't think we can do much, but if we make some theatre on a on a topic uh, then we feel like we've done something and then we yeah. don't feel as bad if we can go and, home. And... and I think broadly, in terms of all political theatre, um, with a small p, it's like, is political theatre in itself uh, a, a, a political act or, a, or an activism act? Right. Or is it a kind of a precursor or part of that? You know, I think for some people, it is an act, it's a political act in itself. I probably disagree. That, I mean, it is a political act. But I don't think that that it can only stand up, stand on its own as that, you know. But I think there is a there is a danger 
that we explore and we understand things a bit better in a space and we even feel like we're taking some action in the space and it can feel nice to go out there and shout at somebody or do something against somebody that you that you, you wouldn't do that in real life and how much does that get rid of that desire to do that in real life one of the participants has written is teal just a pressure valve so i suppose that quite yeah. succinctly Absolutely. sums up what any conclusions on that <laughs> you solve any, uh... I mean, again i think all of these are all of these are are tensions that are in the work as and as i've said i don't think these tensions are talked about enough and i, I think all good work has really strong tensions at the heart there that we're that people are continually grappling with you know i think i think that's what makes it makes it really interesting um i i think that i mean if i think about myself when i first started doing theater of the oppressed work i probably was a bit more on if somebody came and did something on the stage that 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 is a you know that's talked about that being a political act in itself crossing that crossing that boundaries breaking the rules of the theater is about breaking you know symbolically breaking yeah. the rules of life and all of that's in there and i do believe that how much that translates to wanting to do that outside of the theater space i'm still not sure about you know i love all that kind of theory but how much that actually translates to giving me the energy to do that outside of the theatre space rather than feeling good that I've done that in the theatre space and then going back to reality as it is, you know. And I think, for me... Um, could it stop Could it stop someone doing that because they felt like they'd yeah, done it? You know that, that theory... Oh, you know that theory, that idea, like when you tell someone about, like, a creation, say a piece of art, mm. uh, or, like, say you've got an idea for a book or something, blah, 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 that actually by telling someone, you actually... The parts of your brain... This is very... You know, this is me me very much pop science but the part of your brain sort of lights up as if you've created it uh, and so actually there is a bit of like um it kind of just dissipates because yeah. you feel like you've, so you've, you've got the that. you've got as part of the joy mm-hmm. of making it by just talking about it mm, there's a really interesting um uh piece of art down at the gallery beside waverley that was kind of based on this idea that it was art actually just in the in the thinking about it is the art wow. and he'd, he'd written up all these ideas of what he could make and he made some of them and some of them were just words but he was like he felt that he, he got it out and i wonder whether there's a part of if i confront this on the stage do i feel like i've kind of confronted it and i don't need to yeah. so again devil's advocate does could the work actually stop someone doing something outside i think i think it's really important i think i think i think it's important to challenge that idea that cathart this is an anti-catharsis theater because i don't think that's true i think catharsis can sometimes be part of it and being able to stand up and do and getting rid of that on the stage can also be an empowering thing um, but it can still be cathartic and i think for me it's like um so that's why i think now in active inquiry as almost to to kind of try and counteract this idea is that we have really tried to embed our work in much longer term community development structures knowing that change takes time we need to be part of other organizations and parts of bigger structures that do this because yeah one piece of theater or a few pieces of form theater is not might help us understand things a little bit more but i think uh, there's a danger that we can just make a great bit of theater and that people can join in with and then we can feel we've all done something political when actually we've been lo- we'll just been locked in a room for two hours and then that's it. You know? That's something, as the company, there's always been something after, isn't there? There's always recently to, yeah. there's been something where the theatre isn't the end result necessarily. It may lead to more theatre, which is fine. We're a theatre company, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, yeah, there's, 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 other, there's other avenues afterwards. Absolutely. 
So, mm. shall we keep going? Um, Let's keep going. So I'm just trying to think, we maybe leave that one to the end, because that one kind of touches on the range It's odd, yes, so nobody knows stuff. what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm speaking to myself, so Yeah, no, me. I got that. I'll just... Um, so, we could probably look at the, the these two over here, um, which are kind of... Um, are kind of connected in some way, I suppose. This one's a really interesting one, and I'm really sorry if it, I did actually take this quote from an article. I've forgotten what article it was. We'll say it was mine. Uh, but it was art- an article about um, uh, forum theatre in, in Canada. And I, what I took about it was, and took from it, it's, it is up to the oppressed to change themselves to overcome oppression. That's my my quote. And the direct quote from the article the article um, is sometimes women do everything right and are still assaulted. It was talking about a piece of forum, forum theatre that was developed in colleges, I think, looking at um, violence against women and rape. And um, obviously the, the, the protagonist was a woman who, uh, a, a, I, don't, I don't know the play, but violence happened. And, you know, everyone was feeling quite good that we tried to change things. And it was actually some people from a women's organisation that just said, you know, what we've seen again is the, the story that we're told all again and again and again, you know, reinforced that it's a woman's fault that uh, that she's been assaulted. Yeah, she and actually, you know, yeah. so this idea that the, it's down to the, the oppressed to change, to change something which is kind of quite fundamental to, to a lot, of, to certainly to, to forum theatre. Well, interestingly enough, one of the first quotes is that it goes against Teo, mm. whereas I kind of see that as the core of Teo, is that the protagonist makes the change and thus changes the environment, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas a participant, unnamed, says the quote seems to go against Teo, thinking that solutions can be found if the, I suppose, different different way, can be found if the protagonist does the right thing. Mm. Okay, so the idea being that although they do change the environment, not every change is going to. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so yes, in agreement with that one. But it's, I think it's an, I think it's quite an, you know, an important point to to think about because is it c- can all topics be tackled by for, let's talk about forum theatre? Can they all be tackled rightly by that? I mean, I know that um, the group that we're working with, the Shakti Women's Aid. Um, you know, so we're, they're a long-term group that we work with, and they're performing tomorrow. They've got a piece called Dancing in Freedom, which looks at domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And they've really decided to not make it a piece of forum theatre, because at the moment, they're still developing. At the moment, they've, they, they've kind of thought that, that it doesn't feel like the right structure to do. A lot of it to do with that quote. The idea that the woman who eventually gets assaulted um, is going to be our protagonist... But actually, so the idea that she, she did something different. differently. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it that she should be doing differently? Now, of course, we can talk about where the story should be. Maybe we, we, we put the story at a different place. Is this this idea of like was it Boaca like fatalist? Like if you start a forum theatre play, you know, on three, two, one of the firing squad, uh-huh. and then get them a change, then of course it's too late. But if you played it three months back when they were yeah. doing whatever, yeah, exactly. Going. But I think again, for me, what it highlights is that is a is a, a tension in the work and you know from the idea that you know, quoting from Freire not exactly probably but the great historical task of the of the oppressed is to free themselves and their oppressors as well mm-hmm. just the idea that people with power oppressors in the whatever situation are not going to be the ones that want to change the situation because they're benefiting more from that situation yeah. and so it's up to uh, those who are oppressed who have no power to to do the changings that for them to change to to free oppressors as well. So there's that that part of it, 
versus actually when you're creating a so in theory that sounds great versus creating a, a piece in reality like this in which there seems to be a lot of pressure on the person the the, the oppressed if you like to do the to do the to do the changing to be the one that should be doing all the changing when that person is actually pretty oppressed already so it's it's quite a difficult one you know i think i think it's one of these tensions it, one of these tensions at the work and i know barbara santos um always talks about you know a good protagonist in forum theater having desire and necessity for change and i quite like those two together so the necessity in that they are in that situation which needs to be changed and they're the ones really affected by this situation but they they also have a really clear desire to check they also have an understanding and a desire to change that situation and are trying to change that situation and we're as an audience helping them to do that rather than again this goes back to them being a victim you know which may is so that might might not have been a slightly well structured play but again i think it's a it's a it's a really interesting a really interesting point i know we did a, a, a one um a piece of theater as part of black history month in october or november and um this 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 debate came up in the audience because we looked at immigration in that um, because lots of the students I was working with were not from the UK and we looked at all of their issues to do with immigration and being a student in the UK and all the problems with that and um, one of the first comments that came from the audience was I disagree with the premise of the question um, that uh, that they should be the one that should be trying to change things we need to change these structures of course I went with it and I, I we talked about it, debated with it, and we decided to try and, well, what would it be to design new structures? What would they look like? How would that happen? And we started to explore those through the forum, you know, which was very interesting because this, this thing, this came up. Partly, I think that's because we did a piece of forum in a day. And, and, and so, you know, you actually have to get to, you know, actually it takes a long time to get it right, to get yeah. the question right and get, the, and get that right. But I think it's a really important point that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be lost. Uh, no, that's interesting that yeah. the the group, that the Shakti group of, yeah, that's yeah. directly influenced. That's directly what they're influenced do. from what they're doing. I think it's important to do that. Where are we going next on our magical mystery uh, tour of teal criticism? Okay, we're fine. We're okay, yeah. So let's move on to this one because I think this one again is kind of a little bit related. This one comes from um, a paper by Carmelo Sullivan, who's written a couple, I think. Um, I can't remember the, the, the title of the paper. Um, she's written some critiques of Boal's work. Fairly confident I quoted her liberally in my dissertation. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so this was. Uh, so I've kind of named this one focusing on changes, changing individuals and not wider structures. Again, it relates to that last one. So I, I kind of co- copied out a, a quote from Carmel, which is. The students demanded to know if we were going to stop bullying in their school as a result of the project. For them, it was not just a case of finding clever ways to outwit the tactics of the bullies and theatrically set, solve the problem. They recognised the need to deal with the issue itself if success was to be achieved, something that does not appear to concern Boal. Firstly, is that your interpretation of Boal? Because it's not necessarily No, mine. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, that's certainly in, in work that I've done and things, I certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't interpret, interpret in that way, um, Boal. But 
again, I do think it, it relates to a few things. It kind of relates to the catharsis one a little bit as well. You know, you're solving that problem in the in the space where you can, where you know it's safe. Something like bullying, you know, someone's not going to hit you in the theatre or whatever. Um, but that's not really that helpful out, outside. This is this is one for me when I read the quote. I I, I recognise this as a problem. Yeah. Um, but whereas before we talked about whether that was an inherent problem with the, the oppressed or that was bad form theatre, that to me seems like a misunderstanding of, yeah. of how I understand Boal, to be clear, yeah. um, because I do think that he always talked about trying to take the, 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 you know, the micro and make it the macro to actually, you're not looking at individual problems, particularly with Rainbow of Desire, right? You're not looking at individual problems. You're starting as the starting point to discuss the wider structures. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think people make forum theater where they're trying to outwit the bully mm-hmm. and not solve the problem of bullying. Mm-hmm. So I don't disagree with the, the premise of this question. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's just interesting. That's not actually, I don't think I ever interpreted Boal as saying that. Yeah. Okay, and someone's actually written here on the on here, do I care if that's what Boal thought? I care about the practice outcome now, which is important, I suppose. You I, know, we I don't, do agree with that. Yeah. Aware, yeah, thank you for giving us this theatre. Now let us take it. And, yeah. yeah, and coping mechanisms are not enough. Can we challenge or overcome the roots of oppression? Someone's written yes, <laughs> but um, like but again, right. it's one of those one of those tricky ones. And, and certainly, if I think of when I started as a joker, you know, you're you're really looking for people to come up and and try to find ways forward in the problem. Whereas now, as a joker, I'm not necessarily asking people to find ways forward in the problem. We're almost needing more of an understanding of what that problem is. And yeah, okay, some some potential ways forward or things, but certainly it can be tempting because you want to achieve something in the space to go for that one. You mm. talked just five minutes ago about mm. the Black History Month play mm-hmm. in which you sounded like you kind of got rid of the play for this reason in a way, and then just created something new that was more systemic. Yeah, we stuck with the play because the play had the play had systemic structures within it. I mean, we looked at very much, we looked at the border and we looked at the problems with passport control and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we looked at the problems with, um, you know, how the, the borders for the UK have now extended into classrooms in universities where they've got and all that. So we did look at structural stuff, I suppose. So the structures were there. What What the question I asked at the beginning was, what could our protagonists do? to change it and the question the, the answer back from the audience was shouldn't be up to them it should be others so then we changed it slightly towards you know not not being about replacing him but about what would what could we do to change these structures what could others do to stand up to some of these structures like the lecturers in the in the university etc what could be done what could be done here so yeah it was an interesting experience but again that was really going from what the audience wanted and again that wasn't you know no audience is completely um, is, is completely the same. So again, there was a bit of an argument about actually that our protagonists could try some things here. It's not they're not completely, you know, just the victim of the system. Uh-huh. So we did have some where we replaced them. Uh, but again, it was just about feeling feeling the right way and feeling how we could go within that particular piece at that particular moment. Right. It brings us to this is good. Final, right. Let's go to the final one because this it? feels good. So. This one, I, I mean, I really like this article. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, I think you can download it. Um, I haven't got the title over here, but it's by David George, and he wrote it in 1995, so quite a long time ago now, and, and really, I suppose, not that long after Rainbow Desire and stuff was all yeah, starting fairly. to be practiced and all yeah. that kind of thing. So there was that kind of... Uh, so we have to think about that this was a good 20-odd years ago. Um 
But I'll, I'll read the quote, which I quite like. There's, there's other kind of things in it. So, um, Forum Theatre now amounts to politically correct psychodrama for privileged groups, e.g. university students and professors, mm. in the imperialist countries, <clears throat> who are offered this comfortable illusion. All inequalities are equal. Middle-class Americans suffering from psychological inhibitions and third-world victims of socio-economic injustice now belong to the same category. They are all oppressed. Ooh, cutting. So quite a critique, I suppose, yeah, of rainbow design, yeah. in a way, and, and the idea of, of the work moving from, uh, from South America... To Europe. And yeah. to Europe and, and, and to America. And I suppose... He's kind of quite cutting about it, being like Boal being a little bit of the darling of um, a lot of middle-class uh, university professors who then do this. But I think it's for me there's a there's an interesting point here about um, the hierarchy of oppressions because my understanding of Boal is he didn't really hierarchize if that's a word probably isn't oppressions. You know, oppression is oppression, and by understanding one oppression, we can understand more about another. <coughs> well, Whereas, as he as he tells it in Rainbow of Desire, that was a learning for him, because mm. when he came to when he came to Europe and started doing this stuff, he didn't feel that way, did he? Yeah. Or maybe didn't recognize some yeah. of the problems he later recognized as oppressions as oppressions. I suppose yeah. is maybe more accurate. Yeah. So I think I think that it, it brings up a really um, a really interesting quote you know that I mean, he particularly talks about university students and professors so people people making a piece of forum in, in a university in yeah. america who generally you know are going to have a little bit more privilege um to say yeah, i've been thinking this and i've been inhibited about talking to my parents about this blah 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 and doing something about work that's in the same category as somebody you know who is really living in awful shocking housing no access to public services yeah um etc etc um and is a victim of these social economic problems in in africa or south america or whatever mm-hmm. you know so yeah. i think it's i think Fair. it's I, I think it's a it's an interesting point because you know there is something about and we always talk about it, locating ourselves in the oppression. Like, where are we in this problem? You yeah. know, so that we're not saying we are working, you know, to help the oppressed. You know, it's not that paternalistic thing. But there is a danger of locating ourselves in the problem and saying that we're all suffering because of this problem, that we put ourselves in the same category as those who are really having a bad time of it because of the world that we live in. You know? uh-huh. And so I just thought that was a... It was a... It was a it was a nice. It, it challenged me to think about, you know, what does what does this mean? Because in a lot of my work, yes, we do a lot of work with community groups, but I've done a lot of work and training workshops with people who I suppose have got fairly privileged. Is that uh-huh. should we be doing that or not? You know, is that is that as relevant work as the work with uh, community groups who are probably more clearly oppressed? And who's de- who's to decide they're more clearly oppressed? Is that is that for me to decide? Um, so I think yes, it's just like done. yeah, <laughs> I think it's just uh, it, it's all part of like really thinking about what the reasons are for doing this work, and it's kind of made me. Like, it was a nice article, and it was pretty angry, and it made me think a lot about it, you know, in that way. Where are you with this? So like, obviously, most of your adult life, right? This mm. has been kind of your work, mm. which you know, and, and fair play to you, because not a lot of people do then allow a group of people, some of whom you'll know well, some of you will to sort of like 
give them the opportunity to kind of tear into it because it's quite a vulnerable place to be. How, as a practitioner of this stuff, how do you feel about doing this? But I see, I like it because I've always been quite a critical person um, of my own work and of other people's, and critical not just in like, well, that's bad, but really interested in you know understanding why and. So I've always enjoyed that. I really have my whole life. And so, and, and, and as I said earlier, what I kind of felt at some kind of theatre of the oppressed type gatherings that I've been to, whether they're festivals or workshops or whatever, is there is kind of, there's often been a few experts and lots of people from loads of different backgrounds, which is a strength of theatre, the patient don't have theatre backgrounds yeah. in some ways, but, you know, who are so willing to learn and think this is a great thing and blah, 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 that there isn't, I don't feel there's real space for one, a proper critique, um, and and two, connecting some of the theatre of the oppressed stuff to other theories, you know, and other theory that's out there and other things that are going in there. I just I haven't seen that in those spaces. You know, I'm sure it happens in academic circles, but I haven't seen it in those those spaces where practitioners get together. Maybe I'm just being unlucky that I haven't done it, or I have sent. Have, it's not that I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen enough of it. Um, so that's why I was just I was I'm quite hungry for it because I think it's I think it's really important you know I don't want to just learn the the tree of the theatre of the oppressed and do it you know I want to be really thinking about well why am I doing it here in Scotland now how's that relating to other things what else could I be doing what else could be added to it what is that tension and how am I looking to resolve that tension and by looking to resolve that tension what new tensions and questions does it throw up like for me I find that really interesting and that actually pushes me on to keep doing the work rather than kind of makes me turn away from it. So, yeah, probably spraffing a lot about that now, but (laughs) (laughs) it's good. Good. Well, thank you for that. No worries. Cool. So remember, um, if you want to hear more of our podcast, they are all available at our podcast page on our facebook there's a link now on the website as well to the podcast page isn't there it is just um a wordpress active inquiry podcast site so you can just google that and um yeah like share rate um yeah and if you have any critiques of gavin specifically or, <laughs> or theater of the press please get in touch thank you very much thank you gavin thank you very much Alan. cheers